0: If I told you I was down, I was down, would you help me? Told you I was down. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another weekly Yes And podcast. I am Travis Thomas. Excited to be sitting uh, with a new friend down here in Boca Raton. And uh, her name is Wendy Blum. She is the creator of Create Your Best Life. 2017 and was also the creator of Create Your Best Life 2015 and 2016. You might see a theme to that. Uh, and so we're, we're sitting down today to talk about her upcoming event as well as how she got here in the first place. So, Wendy, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for having me, Travis.
0: So before we get talking about whatever we end up talking about, talk about Create Your Best Life 2017, um, when it's happening, um, and what people can expect and why they should get more information on it.
1: Okay. Well, I have to bring you back all the way back seven years ago when I first started uh, doing this kind of event. And I was on deeply on a path of personal development. And I would find a great modality over here and a a great book and author over there, great teacher teaching over this way. I was like, you know, what if I were to bring this all together so, and, and I was leaving the pharmaceutical industry and launching into my own business as an entrepreneur. So I wasn't really going to have time to travel around the country mm-hmm. and around the world to hear all these amazing speakers and learn about all these different modalities. So I said, what if I bring them all to me?
0: I'll just bring them all to yeah, me. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> as easy, it's as easy as that. You just, you just do it.
1: Yeah. And for some reason, I used to put on events in the pharmaceutical industry. And if you can get doctors out and you can Mm -hmm. get them to come out and pay attention, hear a message, I was like, this is something I'm really super passionate about. So let me give it a try. So I was just really open. I didn't really have any expectation. I said, let me just go in and rent a banquet room and invite some fabulous speakers that I totally respect. And let me see what happens. And that's how it happened. It ended up being three days of transformation in a way that it was beyond what I could have imagined. And I was thinking about the process for myself, what I would need to take my growth to the next level, and then to be able to bring other people in for the ride too. Yeah, so that's yeah. how it happened. That's how it started.
0: What were, the, what were the different modalities that you were sort of into that you really wanted to bring and share with others?
1: Well, I uh, first was uh, learning a lot about breath work. Mm-hmm. I was learning a lot about the benefits of yoga. Mm-hmm. I was learning all about nutrition and health and well-being and mindset and positive mindset and spirituality. I was like, check that out. I want to know about that. 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 And I was like, let me bring it all together. And even some, uh, and as an entrepreneur, I wanted resources, I wanted tools and strategies for growing your business, yeah. growing your business online and, and learning different techniques, the internet and sales and marketing. I wanted to learn it all. Mm-hmm. And so, because I had this incredible hunger for knowledge and information and from the best, the very best teachers. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? Like how am I going to travel around and get all this information? And that's when the light bulb moment happened. It said, you know what? Bring them to you.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love. I want to hear more about The Hunger. We're going to come back to The Hunger, though, because before we do, uh, so the 2017 event, it is happening January 13th through the 15th uh, down here in South Florida. Um, and, and who are some of the speakers that are going to be there this year?
1: Well, so first, I, ha- I have to start with, like, who is top of my wish list is Pam Grouts. Yes. So And I know you know Pam. Mm-hmm. And you've read her books.
0: My wife and I are, yes, reading them right now and loving them. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm a big fan. Yeah. So I read East Square and I loved it. I almost felt like she was telling my story. Yeah. And coming from this pharmaceutical industry, like I always talk about living life as if it's an experiment. Why not test it out? And being really interested on the science side of how things happen, the science of success. Mm-hmm. And so when I read her books and I, I listened to her, I was like, I love her and I love her style. I love the way that she delivers something that could seem perhaps a little woo-woo and she makes it very practical. Mm -hmm. She adds humor to it. She's uh, so wise, you know, so that, so Pam was on the top of my list and my son was actually here helping me in my office one day. And I said, let's go on her website and write her an email. And so we go on the website. And here's what the website says. It says that she's really unavailable, actually, to do uh, speaking engagements Mm -hmm. anytime in the near future. But thank you very much for stopping by. And she'll let you know and check back from time to time. And all about her books and all about her inspiration. And we sent her an email anyway. So Corey, my son, he actually wrote the email. I was dictating it to him when we were in the office and literally we got the reply. I want to say in about five minutes back that
0: she said yes. She was just waiting for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the universe conspired yeah. to yeah. make that happen.
0: Yeah, and so uh, and so. So Pam is going to be here.
1: Pam is here. All yes. Right.
0: Who She's else is here? Who else is on the um, slate? Right. So now?
1: we're bringing in another fabulous uh, speaker by the name of. Uh, Jennifer Wolf Weiss. Okay. So Jennifer has the most amazing story. She's coming in from New York.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's a advocate. She's a pioneer uh, feminist uh, for women's rights. And, and she's an attorney. And she's a mover and shaker. So what happened... Uh January 1st, two years ago, she decided in New York to do that polar bear club thing yes, where you go in yes. the ice cold water.
0: Right, the polar she, bear plunge. Yeah, whatever, whatever yeah, that's called. Yeah.
1: Right now I want to do it, but she dressed up as Superwoman. <laughs> there you go, this attorney. Yeah. Right? She dresses up as Superwoman and she does this thing. And she comes out of the water and she feels so energized. So she doesn't know what to do with all this newfound energy. So mm. she, she does what we all do, go on Facebook, <laughs> all this energy.
0: Where else would we go? Well, right.
1: So she has all this energy and she goes on Facebook and that exact time she sees in her newsfeed that a high school is collecting women's sanitary products. Mm-hmm. And as a movement to bring it into communities at need that can't afford these, these products. Mm-hmm. And so she and her daughters, they got involved, her daughter, and got involved and they collected the sanitary products. And they, And then she started asking questions. Like she started asking about, you know, how much do they cost? And then something very interesting popped out to her. Why are they taxed? Mm-hmm. Why are they taxed? So she decided. She actually wrote a letter to the New York, um, the New York Times. New York Times. That's it. New York Post. New York Times. And she sent them a letter, and she wrote an article about it. And they also they they published it, and they went. This is a really good question, mm-hmm. and so she continued to advocate. Uh, to have the tax removed. So within one year, not only did she have it reversed in the state of New York, but she also had it reversed in eight states. Wow. So one person can make a difference. She's been published um, uh, her findings and she's been cited, like they just did an article about this on the cover of Time magazine. She's yeah. been a cosmopolitan magazine, yeah. Newsweek magazine, and she's made all of this happen. In less than two years. So if one per, if you can't think that one person can implement change in the world, and and she's actually going to be talking about overcoming fear and and like stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, so she's actually one of our speakers too. Super excited that she's coming down and joining us.
0: Oh, fantastic! And uh, website, where can people get online and get more information?
1: Well, the website's easy to remember because it's the name of the event. I like things that are really simple and really easy. So it's createyourbestlife2017.com.
0: All right, that is that is nice and simple. That's <laughs> nice and simple. All right, let's get back to you and and your hunger, this hunger that you had, and you wanted to create your own event. But even before that, you worked in pharmaceutical industry for twenty years.
1: Uh, twenty five years. Twenty
0: five years, <laughs> and you were very successful. And so, you know, they say if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, what was going on during that time that? that you were getting this feeling that maybe you wanted to do something else.
1: Well, here's the key. Like you just said it, if it's not broke, why fix it? But what I saw in the pharmaceutical industry was I saw a lot of people when I went into the hospitals and doctor's offices that were actually, I'm not going to use the word broken Mm -hmm. because when you know better, you do better. But I really felt this calling to get on the side of being proactive and prevention. And at the same time, because what was mirroring at the same time is I was on this path of personal development mm-hmm. and change your thoughts, change your life, change your thoughts, change your habits, change your health, right, change your future. And so as all of that was happening at the same time, and I was trying all of these new techniques, yeah. so I started actually, I, the one thing that I really was good at always, maybe not so much the positive mindset thing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, some areas of my life, yes, and some areas of my life, no, um, not as much. But I always worked out in the gym. So that was one place I always felt drawn to. Mm -hmm. So I got a a Sharpie and I started putting positive messages that I was learning about affirmations and declarations and power statements about working out because... I didn't always want to go work out, right, right? So I needed a little push and shove. I need a little inspiration, motivation. I'm reading all this stuff about motivation. I was like, let me motivate myself for the gym. right? Of course, I'm thinking about the physical, but I wasn't so much thinking mm-hmm. about the mind. And I started putting these messages on t-shirts to inspire me to get to the gym, to be be strong and fit and lean. And, you know, so I started putting these messages on the shirts. Other people were commenting about them. I decided to get them printed. So I did. I just had a graphic artist make a very basic design, had words and messages on it. And so I printed up these shirts and people were, they wanted them, they were buying them. And then what happened actually was very interesting. And I would get some new ideas, too. So uh, it was around being strong and powerful, courageous, and fearless, or being grateful, appreciative, mm-hmm. and count your blessings. So all these ideas would come to me while I was working out, yeah. while I was taking a spin class. Right. So I would go home, and I would start writing all these other messages. I would have them printed on T-shirts. And people were buying. I had maybe 30, 40 messages on the T-shirts. People were buying a dozen at a time, but they were buying all the different messages. And I had this woman tell me, uh, she called to order some more shirts and she said, I've got all of your messages. And she goes, You know, I really don't wear them. So I said, Really? So you're not wearing the shirts. And she said, no, I put them around my room and every day I read them when I wake up.
0: (laughs) So she's just hanging them in her room. She's
1: hanging them in her room. That's great. She's hanging them in her room. And so what I discovered is I had more uh, to say than what fit on a Mm t-shirt. So that's when I actually started writing books. And when I wrote my first book, I was still working in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. And I felt kind of like I was sort of cheating on what I was doing. You know, how could I have this passion for writing? And here I am you know, I'm working in the pharmaceutical industry, but I really want to get on the prevention side. I I really want to help people before they're in medical crisis. Right. And I said, you know what? I have to leave. I have to okay. figure out what this looks like. Maybe it's messages in the hospital. Maybe it's working, you know, with the nurses and, and the uh, physician staff. I didn't really know what it looked like, but I felt like I really needed to get in on on the upfront, the prevention mm-hmm. side of it. And that's when I... I decided to turn in my resignation. It was, um, I kept hearing leap and the net will appear. Mm -hmm. And I was very disciplined at this time with my personal practice. That power hour, I had my power hour on steroids, literally. Like I I was actually walking the talk. So I had tremendous trust, and I felt like I was connected to something bigger and greater that was guiding me, that was helping me, that was supporting me, and I was saying yes. Your motto. I was saying yes.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and. leap. And leap in the net will appear. Yes. And, and. a yes and exactly. <laughs> a
1: yes and.
0: So you had to you had to yes and the opportunity. I did. And 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 uh, and you do mention leap in the net will appear, which is you know, uh, a favorite mantra of improvisers. And just so happens my wife painted a canvas for me uh, a year and a half ago that is leap and the net will appear.
1: Well, isn't that interesting? Because yes. I don't think that I've spoken about that. In a you few, have maybe. not.
0: It's like never And no. it,
1: it hasn't come up for me. It's not something I talk about. But that's the way, like we're all kind of connected, mm-hmm. that there is some level of consciousness where there is like this tapestry of connection. And so, you know, when you are just um, going with your gut and where your drive and your fuel and your hunger and your thirst, you know, is, then you can't not... Because then you're incongruent. Mm -hmm. So if everything is matching up, you know, if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking that I want to do this, I want to get on prevention, I want to do more, I want to write books, I started thinking about maybe I want to help people, maybe I want to help more people. I'm helping people with medication, maybe I can help them beforehand, too. And I, I highly suspected that I could. Yeah. And so I took the leap of faith, I actually turned in my resignation. Now, here's the thing about the universe. So the universe conspires to help you on your journey. So even though I took the leap of faith and I turned in my resignation, I remember it like it was yesterday. My boss looks at me and he says, don't tell anybody what you just said to me. He said, let's keep it a secret. And I waited. Till, I was getting on a plane. I was at a medical meeting. And because I loved, loved, loved the people that I worked with, I had a lot of success. I knew mm-hmm. all of our top people. And he said, just hang on with that thought for a moment." So here's where something even better can show up for you. So I completely trusted. I didn't know where money was coming from, where the income was. I was raising my family on my own. I had no idea. My boss said, just hang on and wait. Maybe I can create something for you where you can coach, you can write books, you can do whatever you want to do. You want to speak, speak to us. You want to train, train us. You want to, so maybe it's something that we can like leverage and build together. So then he asked me this question. He goes, what if you were to pick anybody to work with you and be your partner and bring in as our protege, somebody that can help you? You handle our key, big, big, big accounts. Mm -hmm. And then you train somebody and then they work with you. And so you work part-time and they work part-time. Well, interesting enough, I had hired somebody to do my website who was great with web and techie and internet, but she also had experience in the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh my goodness, you're kidding. So Aaron Glass... So when I picked up the phone to say, Aaron, how would you like to be my partner in work in pharma and you cover the accounts and you'll be my partner as a, as a coach and in my uh, business mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, as I'm building this business. And then also, you know, that you're going to make a really good income mm-hmm. working, you know, in pharma and it'll be like a natural, I'll take you in and. I had great relationships with my accounts. So I'll bring you in, they'll love you because I love you, and yeah. everybody loves you anyway. And so we had. Uh, That scenario, that marriage per se, that went on for three years. My Mm. doctors, I had three doctors that gave me offices in their clinics to start seeing their clients and to see my outside clients. So the the universe gave it to me even better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And then when I was ready to completely say, okay, I'm 100% going to do this on my own because... I really don't want to mix the two together. Mm -hmm. I sort of wanted to stay as pure and intentional and deliberate as I could. I fully and completely left. In 2013 but my doctors um, the sales reps the pharmacists they've been coming to my events my retreats it's really cool I just got an email from one of my um, uh, HIV doctors uh, dr. Debbie Holmes just an hour yeah. ago and she was saying you know what like she she came last year I just sent her the brochure I was like great like you're coming again. so she's so it's it's exciting to me the way life is like a jigsaw puzzle and everything unfolds organically mm-hmm. if we trust and allow it to.
0: So when you talk about uh, when you talk about the universe, how would you articulate the universe to someone who's hearing that for the first time?
1: Well, I like to talk about it as uh, the quantum field of infinity, where mm-hmm. anything is possible. Like you're a kid and you have a dream. So whether you're wishing upon a star when you're a kid, and that, you know, the star and the universe in the sky or something bigger or greater, mm-hmm. however you define that, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, whether you say it's energy or life or a god or, you know, whatever it is, that there's something bigger and greater where. Every mm-hmm. possibility exists, and to tap in to that source. And I've heard Pam Grout talk about it as the FP. I call it the She, I talk about the quantum field. She says the FP, the field of potential. Yeah. So whatever that is for you.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Now, and, and now, talk about how do you do that? How do you do that in a very practical way on a day-to-day basis for you?
1: on a day-to-day basis, I, I, uh, I like to use both the left side of my mind, my mm-hmm. brain and the right side. So I'm tactical, you know, there are skill sets you need to have like training, uh, that sort of thing. So I come from an industry where I was well-trained in sales and marketing. So I, I have a hunger, uh, to get as, uh, you know, many resources out there in the world, mm-hmm. Uh, to help as many people globally. And so you need to know things like you need to uh, know how to use the internet. You need to know how to use social media and how to, how to do a Facebook ad, an Instagram ad and that sort of thing. So on a day to day basis, it's setting goals, but I, I like to think of goals like from your mind. So you're using your mind mm-hmm. and then you switch over to the other part of your brain, the right side where you're creative and you're connected to flow. Mm-hmm. And so then that connects to your heart. And so marrying goals and intentions together so that they are soulful goals that have the goals and to move forward deliberately and also having discipline of getting things done. So I believe in mapping things out and writing down your goals mm-hmm. and being very efficient and having a team, having a support team, a structure in place. So that's like a day-to-day practice.
0: Right, and now you're you're facilitating these support teams now uh, as, as part of your work. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, so I am a life and business coach mm-hmm and I work with other life and business coaches. So I help them launch their business or take their business to the next level. I also work with heart-centered entrepreneurs, helping them uh, launch a product or an idea. So I like seeing something go from nothing to being born to something that's making a difference, that brings more love and light, makes a difference, solves problems, makes a difference in the world. So I do that through Classes, so I teach classes. I have mastermind groups, Mm -hmm. they're Flourish Mastermind, that's part of my book. It's flourish, it's a success system. It's a template for success, it's a calendar planner. But because when we join together in community, we have the accountability piece, we have the fun piece. We were here yesterday, there were about 15 of us here, and we, at the end of writing down our goals, and we do this thing called reverse engineering, seeing as if it already happened and really getting mm-hmm. that imaging clear and the part of your mind that is your higher self, you know, so about celebrating, you know, so. Um, I work with people in all different ways. So whether it's bringing communities together or coaches and business owners uh, taking their their business to the next level and, yeah, just doing the, the next step is always like when it appears and I say, yes. so now I do these certification programs for Flourish and now there are other Flourish leaders around the country. So we have nine in South Florida that are leading nine of these mastermind groups Mm -hmm. and we are launching one in Connecticut. So someone just uh, signed up with us yesterday for Connecticut and in New York and Mm -hmm. in Rhode Island and in South Carolina and hopefully to grow globally too.
0: Yeah. That's excellent. And I've been at uh, one of the Flourish meetings and, and loved it, so I can, I can speak and give it a, a great endorsement. So as you were working in the pharmaceutical industry and you, you, you had this feeling that, you know, uh, where, where do you think that that kind of bubbled up from, this, this sense of that maybe there's a, maybe there's a better way of, of helping people? Is there, you know, how would you have described sort of your own sort of personal journey or spiritual journey up to that point?
1: Well, Struggle. So struggle, ups and downs, uh, moments and times and periods of life that were very good, other times that were very dark, uh, very difficult. There was very much a struggle. So there was a wobble in my vibration, a lot of static going on. I wanted to figure that out. I wanted to smooth it out. And I, I wanted to work. I started really um, using as a barometer uh, and my GPS as being a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. So if my goal is to be better than I was last year, you know, that that's the bar that I set. That's the standard that I set, that I'm better than I was last month, I'm better than I was last week, that I'm always open to grow. So when I learned about that philosophy... I started to actually implement ideas and tools. And one of the things that I did, and, and we hear this a lot, and a lot of people poo-poo it, um, they call it meditation, but I'm, I'm going to call it something different. Mm-hmm. It's getting to know yourself. And it's actually observing how you think and and be tapped in and tuned in to how you feel. So I was driving around a lot in my car. I made a lot of sales calls. I was on the road a lot. Uh, so I would just pull over And I would just check in. I would just do a check-in. And so meditation sounds so out there. Nobody knows how to do it. I heard it. And I was like, what is that? And then I tried to do it. And it kept seeming to move away from me. So when I allowed it to be redefined as just uh, time just to get to know myself, Mm -hmm. I also asked myself questions. And I believe those questions really put me on a new path. So the first question that I asked was, what if everything I know isn't true? It's
0: a big so, <laughs> question to ask yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, actually, when I asked myself that question, I almost went, whoa, like who asked that question? Like who was that person? Right. What does that mean? What if everything I know isn't true? Are you kidding me? And I asked that question at the age of 45. So that was a lot of years of thinking a certain way. It's
0: a lot of patterns built in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know, I was so, I guess I. I was struck in a way when I asked that question and because I worked in the pharmaceutical industry, I looked at everything like a clinical trial. Mm. So the way my mind was conditioned to think is what if the N in the trial is one and what if I'm the N and I'm the trial? So I put myself in a clinical trial. It was me. And I said, let me experiment if everything is upside down. So I always talked on the phone. I was always with a lot of people. I watched TV. So I thought, let me turn off the TV. And And not watch TV. I'm not going to answer my phone. I remember saying, I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm just not going to talk to people. I'm just not going to go out. I'm not going to watch TV. And so just the idea of that was everything opposite of what I had already done to that point. And another thing that I hadn't done is I had never prayed and I had never really thought about, you know, the idea of something bigger and greater. So those were new ideas. I was like, well, let me just open my mind to that. What does that even look like? Let me just experiment with something. Let me throw it out there. Why not? Yeah. Why not?
0: So what did you find?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to make a very, very yeah. long, long well, broadcast. Well,
0: let me ask this thing, because you, you, you talked about the struggle. You said there's a lot of struggle. And so there's clearly been a turning point where you're not carrying around this story of struggle anymore. So what would that turning point have been?
1: Well, you know, when you get the signs and you know that they're signs because they stand out, like there's this big, bright light around them that catches your attention. So in this quiet time, I would sit with my eyes closed in my bedroom and then I would close my eyes for 20 minutes. I open my eyes and I see an owl in my windowsill staring directly in my eyes. Well, I have to say I took that as a sign. I don't know what it means, but Al has never sat here before. And I asked my family. They never saw one. And so I just started actually, you know, I started implementing these things. I felt a lot of fear and anxiety. And so I started on working, clearing that. Of course, I told you I was a gym rat. gym You know, I mm-hmm. like to do the Stairmaster for an hour and all this stuff. So I went on the Stairmaster, and I said, I purify my thoughts. I heal my thoughts. I cleanse my thoughts. I erase all my thoughts. I erase all my beliefs. And I would say it over and over and over over and over and over again for an hour. And then I'd get off that machine, I'd go, whoa, you know? So I was uh, working out my body and I was disrupting a pattern of the way I was thinking. And it was part of myself that was talking to my other self that was telling me, just forget everything that you know and open up your mind. And that's what happened. I just started getting a lot of signs a lot of signs. I actually had an acute awakening that happened. And so, um, that's just interesting when you feel like you're just an observer and then everything all of a sudden started to look vivid and beautiful. And I thought I was crazy. I actually thought I was crazy.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about that.
1: Well, I thought I was crazy and I, uh, was now, again, I was working in both fields. Now Mm -hmm. at this time I was doing reports. I was kind of, uh, frustrated because I was doing a report. And I remember when I was frustrated, I fell off my chair. And when I fell, I hit my coccus bone and I screamed. I was in excruciating pain and it hurt all the way to my mind. And I knew that I was going to be in bed for a few days, but I laid in bed. I didn't know if I could ever walk again. And what I, what I knew to be true, I followed my intuition in saying that, what am I supposed to learn? and that the feeling of frustration may have created the outcome of now I have some physical pain going on in my body because I was fully, fully aware because I started this process of saying, how do I feel right now? So I I was always asking myself on a one to 10. Mm -hmm. So if 10 is amazing and right then when I fell, I was feeling a two and it happened again. I lead groups, international groups. I was in Bali and I remember just having just, I was a 10 every day. I'm in a I'm having a 10. Every day is a 10 when you're in Bali. You're on a spiritual retreat. I'm leading this spiritual retreat in Bali. So everything was a 10. But I remember that somebody was calling my name for a moment that I wanted to be by myself. And I remember getting frustrated. I remember going, oh, man, I'm so frustrated right now. I got up and I fell. I fell and I hurt my hand. Yeah. So again, I was starting to correlate that how I think translates... To how I feel. So back to having that acute awakening that happened when, when I fell and I, I just, I, I began to really uh, go into a deep place of connection, connection to my soul, my spirit, uh, to a light, to uh, to this energy, knowing that we are all energy. Like I, I knew that to be true, and then connecting to a positive energy, and then I started seeing everything so so beautiful, and I I went to doctors first. I went and got a CAT scan. Is, so I went the meta, I went to neurologist. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned. And then when I at the same time knew that something was shifting in my mind, when I was doing the CAT scan, they say you can't feel it, that you can't feel the imaging. Well, I got a visual that I was firecrackers, that my mind was lights exploding and it hurt. So I got myself out of the machine. I signed myself out of the neurologist office. And then I went home and started to study and this was 10 years ago and I, I stumbled upon neuroplasticity mm-hmm. that you can actually remodel and shape your brain. And I went, that's what's happening. That's why everything is so beautiful, but moments of frustration. Yeah. And so I was in, I was in this process of remodeling my mind. And so I just became aware and then I was able to navigate with confidence that I was going to be okay. Now, of course, I really didn't know anybody in the spiritual world. So I decided maybe I'd start my hustle out and start to meet some people, which I did.
0: All right. And so when you, the, the neuroplasticity and, and the rewiring, uh, are, are, are you mainly talking about sort of the beliefs that we carry around when, when, you, when you talk about that?
1: Well, so if you think about the picture inside of a cell, like your DNA, Mm -hmm. so every time you think a thought, like it's imaged as a picture. Um, in your in your blueprint, in your DNA. They did not know about neuroplasticity uh, maybe 12 or 13 years mm-hmm. ago. It was the Dalai Lama that actually proposed this theory and so um, had then suggested and invited some neuroscientists to look at the Tibetan monks and use the imaging scans and looked at the difference between a brain of someone who meditates versus someone uh, who doesn't meditate. And so what they discovered is you actually really, you change the shape of of the mind. So those neurons, we didn't know that we thought that those neurons, once they were formed, that was it. Uh, But now we know it's not true, that we're actually forming new neurons the way that we're forming these new cells Mm -hmm. in our body. And so that, when you start changing the way you think, you actually scientifically rewire Your mind, the brain. It also has a lot to do with the neuropathways because you think a pattern of thought, so you have these neuropathways that either release the dopamine or the cortisol or the serotonin Mm -hmm. naturally. Mm -hmm. So that's why if you're asking on a metrics of one to ten, with ten being that you're really happy and you feel amazing and you're releasing serotonin, there's feel-good chemicals um, in your bloodstream. You know, and if you're not, you know that if you're releasing the other thing like cortisol or dopamine, you know, to stop to do some breath work to write your gratitude journal right. to do something that you know kind for somebody else so you yeah. know to actually shift the energy so that you're working on the remodeling so that you can release something more positive into your system
0: so when you realize that you weren't going crazy and that there was actually <laughs> some science behind what was happening to you what impact was that having on on your sons and the relationships in your life
1: Oh, that's a really cool question. Well, my sons thought I was crazy because yeah. their mom changed.
0: Right. Right.
1: So I was so concerned all the time. I uh, passed my fear, like, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, just the tone, uh, the co- types of conversations that we had. And I moved into trust. And I moved into belief and believing in them. But I also then, they had been raised where uh, I made them codependent. I was doing a lot for them. Mm. I thought that to me was being a good mom. And then I had to unlearn a behavior so that they could then develop these skill sets for themselves so that they could learn to trust themselves Mm -hmm. and that everything is okay and they can work it out because they have everything that they need inside of them. So I started talking this language... And they started saying, Mom, we don't know what happened to you, but we want the old mom back, the one that's going to cook our meals yeah. and our breakfast and sure. do our laundry. That mom was
0: great. That's a great mom, yeah.
1: <laughs> and lay our clothes, and we're teenagers, and we're 16, yeah. and we want everything done for us. And I just put the brakes on, and I said, you have everything you need, and I believe you can do it. And I believe in you yeah. all the way. So if your grades aren't working out, I believe you're going to do better, and I just believe in you. And they were like, really? You're not going to hawk us? You're not going to yell at us? You're not going to write us? And I I said, Nope, you know, I'm going to trust the bigger picture that 10 years from now, you're going to be amazing. And that's what I started to language to them. And it took a while. It's taken, you know, a number of years, but they're amazing. And they're 26 and 28. And now they're on this journey too.
0: So they don't think you're crazy anymore. Or <laughs> now or, we're, all crazy. Or, or we're all crazy. Now they're we're all crazy. Embracing and the we craze. love and
1: we love the craziness. Yes. The weirder the better.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's so I always wanted to fit in. When I worked in the pharmaceutical industry, pretty much we dressed in in black or gray. We wore a very structured suit. You can see how I'm dressed now, nothing like that. I have a very bohemian, very chill look. Yes. You know, so um, everything changed. I became my authentic. Self, I got to know myself.
0: And so, and here we are today with, with all the different, with all the different work that you're doing, fully, being fully authentic. Um, I'm
1: still working on that. That's like, yeah, a, that's a life, well, that's a what? lifelong, that's a, a sure. lifelong commitment because there's aspects of myself I'm sure I don't even know yet. Right. So I'm open to explore. And learn. Are
0: there, are there any aspects of yourself that you know you're not being fully authentic with yet, but strive to be?
1: well, you know, that would come from my art, artistic side. Mm-hmm. So I have a little spot here that's going to be my art gallery. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing more of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I want to embrace that, which I know is inside. I know that that's inside of me and, and wants to flourish and, and grow.
0: Yeah. And so, and then moving forward is there, and I know that you do a fantastic job of, of, of moving sort of through and with inspiration. Is there, is there a, is there a vision that you have that you're like, this is kind of ultimately the direction that I'd like to go?
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. My vision is just tremendous happiness. And so here on the wall, um, like reverse engineering to the year 2030. So I can see myself at 70 and 80. Louise Hay is a great role model, of someone, is she 90?
0: Uh, she's up there. Yeah, yeah, I think she's about
1: yeah. 90. She took in her 80s ballroom dancing. Right. And to be happy and free and to be helping others and making a difference in the world. So, uh, right now, you know, I may be doing things more on a local basis and growing into a national basis, but uh, years to come, uh, just bigger. And uh, touching people, knowing people, learning from people—I don't know what that looks like, but it's—it's it's a beautiful picture.
0: Now, share your website uh, and the place where people can can find your books. What's the best place to go for that?
1: Well, the best place right now, because I'm in transition on my website, but it's still going to be the same website. It's my name. It's Wendy with an I. Blum. I actually. Changed the spelling of my name from a Y to an I because I used to ask why me because I felt like I was a victim and now I am I am in the power so so I actually changed it I identify with the I. I identify so much more with the I than than the Y so that's my website and it's Blum B L U M like a plum but with a B. And my books are on Amazon, Flourish, Grow, Thrive, Prosper, and What Is Your Destiny Manifest More Health, Happiness, and Success.
0: All right. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the weekly yap. And uh, we'll look forward to the conference here in a few weeks.
1: Oh, my goodness. So happy you're going to be there with us. Okay. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You got it. Have a great day, everyone. If I told you I was down, I was down, would you help me? I was down, I was down, would you lift me up? I have this human love, it shattered once or twice